What's up, guys? Ours was one year, and welcome back to another edition of the Three Way Dance Wrestling Podcast. But it is only a two way this week. It's a singles match, so to speak. Is because joining me as always is Shelby, aka Shubs. Irritated and annoyed with allergies. Yeah. Uh, I'm irritated and annoyed with my job. So, hey, there we go. Um, We're both fucking this, in great Well, this mood. isn't really a job. I don't get paid for this it. This is more of a hobby, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> once, I, once I get some money from it, then we'll call it a job. Yeah. Um, but, yes, we are back with another episode without Nick. Nick will be returning to us next week where we review, insert something here. Um, and we'll be doing that next week. And hopefully a new game, if I can figure out the all the mechanics behind it mm-hmm. but seems pretty easy mm. but tonight we're going to be we're talking about aew's uh recent pay-per-view offering that being double or nothing did i get it right yeah you got it yeah. right yeah, i keep wanting to call it other shit for some reason um and it's not called uh, other shit i know but i kept calling it like uh uh, all or nothing and double or uh, i kept what was the other one the impact one against a lot so oh I yeah I was like, I know, I know a couple times I've said all or nothing. I know that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Um, we, like mentioned on last week's episode that nobody listened to. So I will reiterate here. Um, you know, we didn't realize all three shows were happening the same weekend. So um, I wanted to do a super show. I'll, uh, at least Night of Champions and um, Double or Nothing. But uh, Shelby was just like, I, I don't, I just want to watch one. So we decided to just stick with uh, Double or Nothing here. But I did watch um, Battleground. Battleground was uh, very pleasant. Tiffany Stratton, Lira Valkyria, uh, great match. If you didn't check it out. And the, uh, the last man standing match was a little bit of a dud. Um, and the three-way match was pretty good. Just FYI. And Night of Champions, I still haven't watched. I watched uh, AJ versus Seth, and that was a... <laughs> In a little, I watched a little bit of uh, Becky and uh, Trish, but other than that, uh, I haven't even watched it yet. Were they any good? Uh, AJ and Seth, you know, decent. Yeah, it's AJ and Seth. Yeah. You know, uh, Becky and Trish, from what I saw, I mean, it was just starting when I had to turn it off, so I really can't judge it. But all right, with that being said, of course, like I said, we're going to be reviewing Double or Nothing. We are going to be playing the abbreviated version. Well, I wouldn't say abbreviated, but the uh, what's a better word for it? Ah, fuck it. The abbreviated version of It Came From eBay. And, of course, the three were dance. And, of course, the vintage pick of the week. Today in wrestling history, or sometime in wrestling history. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Shelby changes on me every week. He's like, no, it's today. It's the day it's being recorded. I'm like, okay, cool. Today in wrestling history. And he's like, no, this week. This week. I'm like, so all it's right, gonna this week be... in wrestling history. He's like, it's, it's this year. This year. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. It's yeah. going to be one from the day that it releases, and I have two from the day that we're recording. So There we go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so let's go ahead and get into some news here. Again, not a lot of news popping up unless it relates to the pay-per-view. You know how it usually goes. So the first one here, again, I didn't want to put this on here, but I feel like it's necessary at this point. But uh, it was announced on Wednesday that CM Punk will be officially returning to AEW after the famed brawl out uh, with the Bucks and Larry and A Steel and uh, who am I missing? Omega. Yeah. Back in uh, September. And the uh, dog. And the, I said Larry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Larry the dog. Yeah. Uh, he will be officially returning to the company for AEW's 15th show 
AEW Collision, aka Nitro Light. Um, yep, as I'm calling it. So um, I, I, I'm pretty sure I know your answer, but uh, yeah. excited to see Punk again or no? Yeah, I mean, um, it's been a long time. It'd be interesting to see. I'm sure he can't say much, but he's probably gonna try and get a couple shots in, so to speak. Of what if he just comes thing? out and just fucking just does it again? You know, it wouldn't surprise me that much, but I don't know too much about whatever deal he signed or whatever the hell is going on there, but I don't think he really can. And oh. I I don't think I mean, think he, like, it's... just comes out and says, like, yeah, guess what, Chicago? I still work for fucking children and just <laughs> bike drop <laughs> fucking <Lee. laughs> Kenny Omega and the Bucks are just waiting by the, like, gorilla position for him. Like, all right, that's it, boys. We're gonna you know, I honestly think that they're not even going to be, like, there. I mean, they're not announced for Kenny it, Kenny right? Omega said something like, you know, I am available that Saturday. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think Tony Khan's going to try and keep them separate for as much as he can. I don't know if he'll do separate pay-per-views, but... I don't I would know love it. it. That'd be the greatest thing I've ever seen if he just came out and says, like, yeah, I still work for fucking children. What are you going to do? And then just drops the mic and leaves. <laughs> like, this is the greatest thing I've ever This is better than the pipe bomb. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're excited to see CM Punk back. All right, that was an easy one. Yeah. Uh, speaking of CM Punk, though, let me yeah. ask you something. Ah. What was your favorite moment of CM Punk in AEW? Uh, the MJF promo, the first one. Oh, just the promo, really? Well, when they were doing the back and forth. I mean, the match. They, if you're talking like specifically matches, like I, I think the only well, I'd probably be the dog collar one against fucking MJF. Ah, see, that's what I was hoping you would say. Yeah, because, I, thought, I thought so. <laughs> because uh, Cody Rhodes, who is now who used to be part of AEW, who has a dog collar match of his own under his belt against uh, the late great Brody Lee. Uh, which, side note, you have to unlock him in the new AEW video game, which suck my dick. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Cody Rhodes actually brought up the idea of doing the dog collar match in WWE with uh, a recent opponent. Uh, but that recent opponent, unfortunately, said, no, that doesn't work for me. Any any guess who that could be? Is it Brock Lesnar? It's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly, he said, nope, doesn't work for me, brother. And... Uh, so no dog collar match for Cody. You disappointed? Would you have wanted to see a dog collar uh, Lesnar and Cody Rhodes match? I don't know. I didn't watch the um, Night of Champions match, obviously, and I didn't think that their backlash backlash match was as good yeah. as it could have been. So I think there's better opponents for Cody if he wants to have that dog collar match. Hell, have it against Roman Reigns eventually for the fucking Universal Championship. I just think if they're doing the um. If there, if the, if this is really just like filler for him to eventually beat Rhodes or uh, Reigns, Reigns. Like that is, like okay, fine, put him in fucking feuds with whoever because like I'm sorry, but like the, the uh, Rhodes Lesnar feud should have ended at Backlash. Didn't care for it that much. I didn't, you know, like Lesnar who was rolling as a face. I know people don't really like him as a face that much. And probably Lesnar doesn't even like being a face himself. Because then he's just like, fuck, I got to talk to people and take pictures and smile and shit. Like, that. you know, that's not really Like, the way that he's been acting the past couple of years, I think he was kind of enjoying it. I don't Really? Know. You think so? I do. Just oh, no, because... I just have a feeling that he's probably, like, backstage, like, oh, these fucking kids want pictures and shit. You know? Um, Either that or he was that. overacting to, like, 
insane amounts. Like, cause maybe he looked yeah. like happy Brock. I mean, look at, look at him with the Brock box. <laughs> oh, fucking goddamn. The fucking Brock party. Yeah. Brock party. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That was fucking hilarious. God. Um, I don't have a clever segue for this. So, um, Hulk Hogan in the, in the news a little bit here, Hulk Hogan. I just recently, Brian Zane from wrestling with the red, who I like to mention a lot on here. Um, he recently just did a review of bound for glory 2011. I want to say, um, which featured the last pay-per-view matchup of Hulk Hogan, which was against sting, uh, for control of impact. Was that uh, uh, Joker Sting? Joker Sting, yeah. Yeah. Um, but apparently, you know, Shane McMahon recently reached out to Hogan and was like, hey, why don't we have one last match? Which I'm just like, you know, because when I think one last match with Hogan, I think Shane McMahon. Um, <laughs> I'm just like all the opponents that Hogan could probably have as a final opponent. Why the fuck would I want to watch Shane McMahon? Not that I have anything against Shane McMahon, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have both legs to stand on, but you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I'm just like, okay, whatever. But apparently Hogan has gone on record and said his body's so beat up that he doesn't think he can have a last match. No shit. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So I guess needless to say, you're not sad that we probably won't, that, that sting match is probably the last match of Hogan. Yeah, I think that's probably fine. I mean, he's 69 now and hasn't wrestled since. That was, what, like over 10 years ago? Yeah, something, yeah. So, like, what could he actually do now? If he took the leg drop, he would probably hurt something, and that would be, like, the end of him. Although he does kind of feel like the uh, the wrestler where, like, he'll just, like, fucking die in the ring one day. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. Because it's kind of it, the movie's almost kind of based off his career in in some sense, so kind of feels yeah. like he's just gonna die in the kind room. Of a mix of Hulk Hogan, Jake Roberts thrown in there. You know. A little bit a little of everything. A little bit of sprinkles of Jake Roberts, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking because like he was supposed to. I don't so know. Maybe big could, maybe they could do, go with like the original idea they had for him before COVID hit, and I was like maybe throw him in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, let him throw some people over, and maybe could hit he a even boot. do it like convincingly though now. I don't know, maybe. I doubt it. I don't think so. I don't know. If he can walk, then I think he could do, at least do that, because then, you know, maybe, like, he's walking, and he's by the ropes, and, like, maybe, like, a fucking, I don't know, like, Masse, like, dives for him, and then he ducks it, and then Masse is out. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, maybe that's how they can get around it, you know? <laughs> you just make them all look really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, he'd have to pull the top rope down, too, to make it look a little bit more believable. <laughs> Still. <laughs> They're just, like, running at the rope, and he's just pulling it down after the tenth time you think somebody would Or, like, he, they run at him, and they, oh, okay, look at Brian Nobbs in the 91 Rumble. Hogan hit him with a big boot, and Nobbs went, like, fucking 50 feet to fly over the top rope. <laughs> at least then it was kind of believable, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But <laughs> speaking of that big boot, right, I'm, I'm going to fuck something happened akin to that in the pay-per-view and we'll get to that mm. um you know but speaking of uh hogan and not one to put people over um bret hart bret hart in the news and uh hopefully uh you'll have some shit to say about this but uh as americans know 
uh, in Los Angeles, there is the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which uh, some wrestlers, you know, some wrestlers and even promoters have a star on that Walk of Fame. Vince McMahon, I believe, has one. I think Hogan has one. Don't I'm pretty sure he does. I'm pretty sure he does. Uh, the Rock has one. And um, somebody else. Wasn't there another wrestler recently that got one? Cena? I don't know. Maybe? No, I think it's too early for Cena. I don't know. But uh, in Canada, there is also a Walk of Fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, famed Canadian wrestler Bret Hart was actually just added to that Walk of Fame. Where is the Walk of Fame in Canada? Do you know? It's in Toronto somewhere. This would be a lot better of a news story if uh, Nick was here, because I'll bet you he follows that a little bit more than I do. But I know it's in Toronto. I'm, I'm fairly certain it's in Toronto. I'm just not so sure where. So they gave a man from Calgary, Alberta, a star in Toronto. Well, that's where the Walk of Fame is. I mean, fuck, half the pe- over half the people that... Uh, over half the people that are on the Walk of Fame in the States don't live in that state, right? Yeah, but it, I guess. Right? It's the same I had thing. an argument, but I guess that yeah. was it. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty big in Calgary, too, right? He's huge. I would hope Calgary. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Shows up in Calgary, that fucking pitchforks and crosses burning for some reason. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Goldberg's there, <laughs> shining up his shoe. <laughs> Everybody get that? Who's going to get that? That's right. All right. But yeah, um, Brett, Brett Hart. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Again, it'd be better if Nick was here, because he'd know a little bit more. But Yeah, that'd be nice um, if you said that before adding it to the list. Yeah, I didn't think about that beforehand, but... um. Yeah, he's he's deserving. He's he's quite a Canadian icon, especially when now it comes now to here's here's something we can add to this. Now, like in America, you know, The Rock was a wrestler and shit like that. Then he became this big Hollywood star. Now I know like some of the Can you know Jim Carrey, you know, big American star, but he's Canadian. Is it the same thing up there in Canada? Like Brett, even though he's like a wrestling star, did he cross over to like Canadian programs and such up there? I mean, or, like, he's is been there on... any other wrestler who did that up there? He he's been on some TV. But, like, he's never done movies or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's not, he's not like. But I'm saying, is, is he like a big crossover star up there? No, I don't think so. I no. think most of his stuff is based on wrestling. But because it was so big, especially in Calgary, he just is such a popular person. And yeah. I think, you know, um, he does he he does a lot for, like, youth, I think, too, right? So, mm. He was in an episode of Corner Gas Animated. Yeah, I think he's been in some other... He was on uh, Saturday Night Live, too, I believe. No. I'm pretty sure he was. I've seen him in something else. Is there a Canadian Saturday Night Live? No. And, yeah, I don't think he has been in. Maybe I'm thinking of Mad TV or something. Then. Oh, it is Mad yeah, TV. Yeah, Mad TV. Yeah, he yeah was on okay. TV. Yeah. yeah, when he came and beat up Will Sasso. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. So, I mean, he's done shit like that, right? But... Yeah. The heart name in Calgary alone is is pretty big oh, these yeah. days, right? Okay, that's yeah. what I was saying. I was thinking maybe he's a crossover star up there, but not you know like Conan in Mexico. Conan's like The Rock in Mexico. Yeah, I mean Mexico's a bit different too, right? Canada's basically another state at this point. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> know about own, that. In its own way, it pretty much is. I mean, we follow American television more than anything, really, and American mm-hmm. pop culture in general. And honestly, there are people in Canada that follow American politics more than Canadian. 
<laughs> I know, that just boggles me. Like, I, yeah. I love it when, like, Canadians get pissed. They're like, fucking Trump. I'm like, you're Canadian. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What are you getting pissed off about? You should be like, fucking Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, we got bigger problems to worry about. <laughs> this is coming from the country that has a fucking giant rubber duck floating down one of the goddamn rivers. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Okay, but have, the fact uh... that it was at one time. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, we do have the tugboat, though. We have a tugboat, too. Do you? Yeah, Fred Ottoman. Oh. That's that's. Tough. Yeah, that's the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't putting that, that together as quick as I thought yeah. you were. So. <laughs> All right, and believe slower, it or not, right? that is the news this week. Not oh, wow. Lot, yeah, not a lot going on here, but we can move on to... Our games you like to play here, it came from eBay and the three-word dance. Now, for any uh, new listeners out there, which I doubt it, but just in case, uh, the way it came from eBay works when one one of the co-hosts aren't here is that I still list off three wrestling items uh, for uh, Shelby. Yeah, I got the name right. Hey. Uh, yeah, for That's Shelby. Me. Yeah, and the thing is, he still has to find the most expensive one. But the catch is, if he finds the the price that is right in the middle, he or Nick doesn't get any points. But if for some reason he picks the cheapest one of the three, his opponent, who is not here, Nick, will end up getting that point. So, <clears throat> your first three here are the 1988 WWF duffel bag. This is just a simple, plain duffel bag. It's a blue duffel bag with the WWF logo in yellow on it. And it is from the year 1988. Nothing much to say about it. Not a lot going on with that one. Or is it the WrestleMania 4 bronze VIP keychain? Uh, this was a bronze keychain apparently given out to VIPs at WrestleMania 4. Interesting. Yeah. Or is it the WWF New York? tall pilsner glass this was apparently one of the glasses that they would uh it was either one of the gift shop ones or ones that they would actually serve beer in wasn't yeah. really for clear on that so or wasn't really for sure not for clear no words um so which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on ebay mm. the keychain is definitely more of a unique item but a duffel bag costs more i would think hmm i'll go with the keychain Keychain, that would be no points. Damn. Because that bronze keychain is going for the price of $39.96. Mm. Yeah. Um, Your next three here are, is it the 1991 Jake the Snake washcloth? It is a washcloth that features everybody's favorite uh, Jake the Snake. You know, a.k.a. the greatest wrestler of all time. Or... Is it the, uh, I believe, late 90s, early 2000s, WWF Val Venus t-shirt, which says, now Val Venus's name was out, obviously spelled V-E-N-I-S, you know, like penis. Yeah. So the shirt says <laughs> Venus, Venus MV. The t-shirt is a size large. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Or is it a pack of five? Count them. Five sealed Hulk Hogan pencils. Five sealed Hulk Hogan. I mean, what else do you need for that? Um, so which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? 
T-shirt. The T-shirt points, Shelby. Yes. Yeah, the Venus Envy shirt, size large, is going for the price of $70. Sometimes you just got to think, okay, realistically, if these were all non-wrestling items, which would sell for the most? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's that simple. Other times it's not. All right. And your last three here are, this is, uh, this is different. These, uh, at least two of them are different here. I don't know. All three of them are different. One we've talked about before, but knowing your goldfish memory, you forgot about it. Probably. Um, the first one being, this is a WWF employee itinerary for 1994's summer fest. That's right. There was a summer fest. Uh, despite, you know, everybody clowning on Jeremy Piven. We're saying Summerfest instead of SummerSlam. There was a there was a Summerfest. Yeah. This is the itinerary. This basically had all the information that the office needed, like who needs flights, what matches are happening, who you know, what personnel's coming, you know, all this stuff in this itinerary. That's and cool. this was uh, apparently Summerfest was an event they threw threw up in Europe back in '94. Okay. Or is it the WWF WrestleMania 4 Trump Plaza info packet? Now, this is almost the same thing as the itinerary, but just a smidge different. Uh, It still had, uh, you know, these people need flights. Uh, These people are going to be there. But it also had, like, essentially a press kit, too. Like, hey, you never heard of WrestleMania? Well, this is it. You know, (laughs) it's it, pal. Yeah, you know, this is this is what WrestleMania is. And also, it was WrestleMania 4, so I be, if, if I remember seeing this correctly, it had a bracket for the mm. world title tournament. I'm not for sure on that. Don't quote me. And the last one here, it is a Jim Cornette can of Spite. This not is the Sprite. one. Spite. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like a Sprite can because, as we all know, you know uh, Jim Cornette loves a Sprite. Yeah. And it says uh, lemon lime with an axe to grind on it. Mm-hmm. Which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? This is a difficult one. I feel like you threw the can of spite in to fuck with me. Oh, and the other two are like. Fuck it, I'm going can of spite. Points, Nick. Damn it. Because that can of spite. It. Is going for the price of one hundred dollars. Really? Yes. Holy shit. Yes. All right. So that was it. Came from here. Everybody gets a point. That one. That was an Oprah round, right there. Yeah. You know, Shelby got one. Nick got one. No contest. Still in the lead, though. There you go. Yeah. All right. Now we move on to the three word dance, which is a game that used to be we give three words that relate to a wrestler, but then we just uh, eventually started using it to fuck one another. Yep. Um, That's why we don't keep points anymore. <laughs> well, that and I lost the score sheet. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody go sheet. back and listen to them all and see what we're, our scores I know, right? are. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody did that shit. I'll probably even fucking pay you for that. Um, we need an intern. That's I know, right? Need. Yeah. Uh, but still, if you went back and listened to every three word, I don't even, we started three word, it wasn't on the first episode. I know that. No, because the first episode was too much reviews. Yeah. It might have been the second. I, that was like our test. No, no, because I, I came up with that like later. It wasn't maybe episode eight, maybe fair enough drinking game, maybe. <laughs> I title every single episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all right, your first three words are stand, general, 
tandem. Oh yeah, sorry. Rachel, Amber, and Megan, Jason. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Nikki, Drew, Kevin, Angel. Any of this helping? Yeah, not really. Okay. <laughs> SGT. Shut up. General Tandem. Tandem's a duo. General could be like a fucking military guy. Okay, change Tandem to Trio. Okay. Stan General Trio. Best friends. No. Um, this one's so clever. I kind of wish I would have fucking saved it for Nick. <laughs> so you're telling me I'm probably not going to get it. Well, you might. Yeah. Uh, hint. Um, your hint being. Boot. Mm. Big Bill. No. Thinking this is from the pay per view though, because you mentioned a boot and I don't. Ah, uh, oh, the elite. No. Yeah. I was thinking of that one specific spot in the main event with the boot. Stand uh, general tandem in your hint being trio. You changed it to you. Said. Oh, trio. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I didn't. I didn't write it down. No worries. Trio. And the hint being boot. Oh, God. This is going to fucking kill me when you say it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm. You want to tap? Death Triangle? Nope. Uh, the Acclaimed? No. Yeah, I'm going to tap. See, this one's clever because not only is it initials, but the, I made the initials actually fucking connect to the person. Right. So, Stand General Trio. Uh, stand, stand at attention. General, general is an army term. Yeah. Trio, uh, General Adnan, uh, fucking what was the other one? Colonel Mustafa and uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh my God! Sometimes abbreviated to SGT. So yeah. Boot. boot being boot camp match. You know, I had slaughter in the back of my head, and I was like, "That doesn't make sense for some reason." Plus, I made them all. Con- I made it initials, and it fucking connected to the person. You fucker! Oh god, that was good. See, I, I kind of wish I would have saved that one for Nick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell! <laughs> all right, my first three. Yep. Dangle. Swing. Sway. These are synonyms. 
dangle swing sway. No. Um. Johnny Swinger? Nope. Good guess, though. Not close, I, I, but a good guess. I doubt it, but Paul Virchel? Nope. I was thinking swing. He's uh, yeah, yeah, the rope, yeah. yeah. That's why I said no at first. I was like, no. <laughs> Dangle. He draws synonyms. Hangman Adam Page. That is correct. Yes. Damn, that's it. The hint was going to be dude for Hangman. Yeah, there swing it is. Swing dude. Um... Your next three are this one. I am going to save for Nick. But this one, <clears throat> idealist, fantasizer, optimist. Okay. Yeah. They're all synonyms too. Ah. Uh-huh. Austin Theory? What? No. Eh. Idealist, fantasizer, optimist. And unless you really know your shit, I can tell you right now that probably the hint won't help you unless you really know shit. (laughs) Just give me all the help tonight. Yeah. (laughs) You want the hint then? What the hell? The hint is blueberry pie. Yeah, that doesn't do shit for me. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Idealist, fantasizer, optimist. Fuck, you might be going fucking 0 for 3 tonight. Or 3 for 3, rather. I might be going 0 for 3. Oh God! Sinek says says names, but they're wrestling related. <laughs> he doesn't just say Drew or like <laughs> Tiffany. It's like Drew McIntyre's Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, I'll fucking tap on this one too. Idealist, fantasizer, and optimist are all synonyms for dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Blueberry pie. He Somebody once brought a blueberry oh. pie to the fucking, and he pile drove somebody on it. Yeah, I have heard of that. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. My next three. Disc. Circle. Ring. Disc. Circle. Disc. Circle. Ring. Okay, these are all things that are round. So, uh, disc, circle, ring, round, a round. Right round? Baby right round. Right round, like a record. Disco Inferno. No. <laughs> Good guess, though, I guess. Again, how great would that have been if that was right? <laughs> That would have been good. That would have been good. And like the um, 
the gold the, dust the one. Gold dust one. Gold, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gold bond, medicated foot powder, gold dust. Uh, disc circle ring. Fuck, it's round, but like I can't. Richard Roundtree. No, no. I think that's an actor. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I was gonna say that doesn't sound familiar. I know a Roundtree, but I went to high school with him. Um, fuck. Hint. Former pure champion. Wheeler Yuta? Wheeler Yuta. Wheel. Okay. Yeah, wheel. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is he going for wheel there? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and your last three from me. I gotta get these ones. Um. Do I go with the easy one that fucks you, yes. or no. the hard one that fucks with you? Well, I guess the easy one that fucks with me. <laughs> if I had the a choice. one it is. All right. All right. Macho, masculine, manly. Okay. Randy Savage. No. Scott Steiner. No. Hercules Hernandez. No. Thinking of big, beefy muscle men. Macho, masculine, manly. Dude, love. No. Come on. Come on, you can do it. I'm trying. I'm trying. You're, you're thinking on the right track there. Like, oh, big, beefy men. So if those big, beefy men are what? Hmm. Big, beefy men. Macho, masculine, man. El Santo. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think how you got there. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> um, A-Train. No. Um, trying to think of the name of somebody and I can't fucking get it off the top of my head. Hint. Read. Butch Reed. No. Ron Simmons. No. Uh, You're so close with Butch Reed. What the fuck is his name? Bronson Reed. No. <laughs> okay. You are closer with way. Butch Reed. Closer with Butch Reed. Come on. Uh, damn what do you it. Think? You're right there. You, you fucking, again, you're in that ballpark. You got the ticket, man. You're in the, you're in the row of seats, man. You just need to find the fucking right seat. <sighs> is Bush Reed the hint, basically, then? No. No. Reed okay. Is the hint. Okay, but. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Virgil? 
no. Oh, oh, you left that row. You're like, oh, I'm going to go get some popcorn here. <laughs> Buff Bagwell. Oh, now you're in the parking lot. <laughs> you said fuck the game. Don't want to go. <laughs> Junkyard dog. Oh, yeah. Nope, nope. You went home. You, you fucking left. You got in the car, fucking left. <laughs> You're on the highway listening to fucking music. <laughs> Magnum TA. Oh, yeah, you're at home. Put your Fuck. feet up. <laughs> Bradshaw. No. <laughs> you went to the bathroom, stick shit. <laughs> Just getting worse and worse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sid Vicious. No. You went to bed. <laughs> oh, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, you slit your wrist in your sleep. Fuck, this is really going to kill me now. (laughs) Fuck it, I give. Okay, you said Butch Reed. Yeah. Take away Reed. Butch? There you go. Oh my god. Macho, masculine, manly, all synonyms for Butch. Butch, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You're so close, you're right there, man. I don't even know if I want to finish this now. <laughs> I just feel so defeated. <laughs> All right. I think you're going to get this one off the first okay. fucking word. <clears throat> Final three words. Lunatic. Ian Ambrose. <laughs> yeah, John Or Moxley. Yeah, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> Rider, violence, and then hint was going to be fringe. Rider! Okay. All right, that was a very interesting edition of the three-word dance here. <laughs> guess it just got worse and worse. Oh, fuck, just brutal. <laughs> so, like, put your read, you're right there, man. Come on, put it yeah, together. Just, I was hoping you put it together. Butch. Yeah, just get rid of read, and you got it, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But now we're going to get into our review of AEW's Double or Nothing. But before we get into that, we got to talk about the great people over at MoviesRUSA.biz. B-I-Z. In case you're listening to old episodes, like, what? What happened to .net? Well, MoviesRUSA.net is no more. But if you still type that in, it will take you to the new website for a little bit. But that new website is MoviesRUSA.biz. And what MoviesRUSA.biz is, it is a website that... Uh, gives you guys hard-to-find movies and TV shows and puts them on Blu-ray, physical media. Some for the first time ever. Some, you know, haven't been on physical media in quite a long time. You know, when movies go out of print, they become quite expensive. Well, MoviesRUSA.biz is uh, making it possible for you to own your favorite Netflix shows, HBO Max, pretty much anything you can shake a stick at. And... On top of all that, they're going to give you a great deal. If you head on over there and use our checkout code, that is three-way. You can use the word or the number. doesn't matter which one you use. You're going to save 50, 50, 50% on your purchase. 
And on top of all that, you're going to get free first-class shipping, and that even goes for our international listeners. So Canada, France, Hungary, United Arab Emirates, India, if you guys want to get the great stuff, from moviesrusa.biz if you're watching something in india i'm like oh crap i want this on a you know blu-ray or dvd message him he might be able to get it for you or you can just look through the 3500 titles that they already have and find yourself something good there get yourself a whole box full of stuff man don't go out to the movies anymore yeah fuck don't that. Get, yeah don't get netflix like shelby said fuck netflix fuck man netflix. I, I can't i can't share my password fuck it yeah well, yeah. <clears throat> um, don't want to, you know, especially like when it's just like one of two shows you don't watch. Like you just want to watch, you know, that TV show Wednesday. You just want to watch that? Just go to moviesrusa.biz. They have it. Not only do you get the 50% off, but you get to keep it forever. No one have to sweat if uh, Netflix will ever take that show off, you know? That's so right. head on over to moviesrusa.biz today. Save yourself 50% by using that checkout code three-way. Word or the number, doesn't matter which one. And let them know that the three-way dance wrestling podcast sent you. All right. Hmm. All right, so let's get into Double or Nothing, which came from Las Vegas, Nevada. Being broadcasted with, uh, of course, Excalibur. Um, Jim Ross for the first half. Taz and then Tony Schiavone for the second half. Uh, the first thing I want to point out here because i was watching some of the pre-show and i mm. found this fucking hysterical um but rj city uh wrestler and now i guess backstage interviewer for uh aew uh he did an interview with arn anderson and right. i thought it was pretty funny so it was you know you're typical like oh what do you have planned for wardlow tonight and arn anderson said, oh well wardlow he's gonna win because he's a big ass kicker and you know blah, blah, blah. so rj City follows it up with, you know, the gold Glock Anderson thing. Um, RJ City says, so Arn, are you going to be packing heat tonight? And Arn looks at him and says, <laughs> ask your mom. But RJ City then says, okay, well, my new stepdad, Arn Anderson, everybody, back to you. I fucking lost it. Um, Jesus thought, Christ. Yeah, when he was like, my new stepfather, Arn Anderson, I was like, okay, that's fucking hysterical. Um <laughs> <clears throat> just wanted to point that out on the pre-show. I didn't watch the whole pre-show, but it, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, but next up, the first match, I should say, is the the Blackjack Battle Royal, 21-man Battle Royal, Orange Cassidy defending the International Championship um, against 21 other people. And uh, fuck, did, did they call Russo for this? No shit. This was fucking brutal. Absolutely brutal. I mean, I can buy that they're not eliminated. They're not in the match until they get in the ring. I can buy that. But the fact that, like, like, like I can understand Swerve and Cage, like, okay, we're going to hang back and wait. But, like, when you, ha when you have, like, two heels doing it, I think that can work. But when you have, like, ten other guys around ringside just fighting, waiting to come in, I think that kind of kills that. Technically speaking, shouldn't the bell only ring when everybody's in the ring? That is true, too. Right? That's the whole thing that I was getting here. It's one thing to jump out after the bell rings, but to start the match and half the participants... Actually, I think Orange Cassidy was the Orange only one Cassidy in the ring. Orange Cassidy was the only one in, and then when Kip the bell Saban rang. came in. Yeah, Kip Sabian yeah. came in, that's when the bell rang. Yeah, okay. 
It was just yeah. like, what the fuck is going on here? And that's what like I was I, said, I could buy if the heels did it, and then they said, like, well, they're not really in until they go in the ring. Then I could buy it a little bit more. I could I could kind of wrap my head around, they're like, well, the bell didn't ring with all the men. I could forget that if it was just those two. You know, Russo would have done this differently, and it would have been Orange Cassidy's in the ring, and the first man to get in the ring would have fought Orange Cassidy. And that might have actually made more sense. You think so? Yeah. This but, was just... Back here's, here's what killed me though. Um, I will say, cool spot by Commander. This is the first time I got to see Commander. I did like the little tightrope spot. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and when all the luchadors were protecting, I think Penta to or no Bandito. I'm sorry, Bandito. Why he does that suplex? I thought that was pretty cool. Um, right. I did write Shelby's probably having a stroke. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, I will say this: the final four was weird. And I don't even remember who the final four was. Was Big Bill in the final four? Big Bill was in the final four, but you had New Japan Pro Wrestling, former New Japan Pro Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion or IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Jay White in there, treated as some like little fucking curtain jerker job boy. Yeah, well, they've been kind of doing that with him and fucking, fucking Juice. I have nothing against Juice Robinson, but like to most people, I can understand if they did that to Juice Robinson. But you got to think, to the average AEW fan, I mean, let's call it it. I mean, AEW is smart mark wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know? People are going to know who fucking Juice Robinson is. So I guess maybe I got to take that comment back about Juice Robinson. But See, because like I Juice think, Robinson. like, Juice has more... Um, uh, he's he's more entertaining than fucking... Than Jay White. And I like Jay White in New Japan, but I think Jay White here is just... He looks like another guy. He's nothing special. Anymore. I don't think he just looks like another guy, but like when you make when you make him look like just another guy, there's a difference. Yeah, Does there is. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. This is a guy who's like you know essentially the world champion of Japan, and yeah. now he's here fighting for you know the 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 second mid grade title of fucking AEW, and I just think if you're in gonna a battle if, royal with like hundreds of other guys in there, you know. But like, here's the thing: if you're not gonna have Jay White win, that's fine. Make him look good at least. Put him in the final four. I don't know. They just brought him in, and this is his first big pay per view match. If you really wanted to bring him in, you give him a singles win on the pay per view. And I mean, well, I think too. that's a problem in AEW. They have is there's just so much talent they can't do that anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's just yeah, it's off putting seeing like. Some of these guys in this and fucking uh, Hobbs in it, like fuck, they, a lot of these guys would should have deserved or should have gotten singles matches. At this oh, and by the way, Keith Lee, fucking dye your goddamn hair. He looks so fuck. He looks like he's like sixty. I know. And how old is Keith Lee? Let me check. I think he's like forty something. Let's see here. Uh... He's not that old, anyways. Exactly, man. That's what I'm like, Keith Lee. Honestly, just shave your head. He's 38. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he looks like he's fucking 72 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus, fucking dye your hair or shave mm-hmm. it. Either one, I don't care. Shave it. But I will say, even with even with my problems with some of the weird rules and shit like that, it was a... Minus, like, who should have been in the Final Four and such like that. Once people were in the ring and elimination drafting, it was a very well... Uh, paced the battle royal. It wasn't just like okay, now fucking you know, 
three people are in here. We're going to eliminate you simultaneously. Go, go, go. They actually did pace it out kind of well for a battle royal. And I guess they kind of had to, seeing how it was a quote-unquote title defense. Yeah. Um, but uh, So I gave it three stars just on that fact. Everybody expected OC to win, and he did. I um, did. I, I had fucking um, either Starks or I, I did have Jay White. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I, I honestly think that fucking Tony's readying OC for a world title match against MJF, oh, which is yes. going to be dog shit. But no, it didn't. Yes, it is. Um, It was silly and it didn't make a lot of sense. And I'm going to steal a line here for the kind of people who like this kind of thing. That's the kind of thing those people like zero out of five. Your first zero of the night. Right. Yep. Uh, but speaking of dog shit. Let's talk about our next match. Uh, yeah. Adam Cole taking on Chris Jericho in a lights out unsanctioned match. Now, um, a lot of my notes were not detailed because I'm going to say right now, before we do final rating and all that shit, th- this to me, I thought was a, probably one of the most boring AEW pay-per-views that we have watched since starting this podcast. Right. You know, uh, I would agree. I, w- I would yeah. agree that it was one of the worst for sure. Oh, yeah. And one of Jericho's big uh, offensive moves here, I think Adam Cole came off the ropes and, like, Jericho just shoved him. And I'm like, really? Yeah. This is lights out unsanctioned. Because, like, let's go back to Kenny Omega Moxley. I believe it was Double or Nothing. No, it couldn't have been Double or Nothing. Uh, What's after Double or Nothing? Was it All In? It was was either All In or Fighter Fest. One of those two were, like, whatever the one that uh, they suplexed each other into that big bed of barbed wire. Right. Uh, whatever one that one was, that was an unsanctioned lights out match, and like this did did just did not have that same energy, so to speak. Well, an unsanctioned lights out match should be like the final match of the night, technically, because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you know, we're all leaving, but you two can do what you need to do in the ring. We'll give you a ref, and that's it. No entrances, nothing like that. You get in the ring and just do whatever you need to do to settle your score. And yeah. this is the first match they've had. That's not the way you start a fucking rivalry. You start a rivalry with a one-on-one match. This is the fucking, like... Yeah, I think Brian Zane made that argument. Like, this yeah. really escalated quickly. Like, they already skipped to, like, him beating the shit out of Britt Baker. But, like, they do that with all the fucking rivalries here. in AEW. Not all of them, but yeah. most of the rivalries in AEW. It's the same thing when the fucking... Jerick, Jericho and his apps were facing uh, the fucking BCC or whatever. They mm-hmm. jumped right to the um, it was either the arena match or the fucking uh, war games match. I don't remember. Or maybe uh, I'm thinking of uh, Jericho, the um, inner circle versus the yeah. pinnacle. That might be the one I'm thinking of. But they just they jumped to the fucking the, the feud ending match. Right mm-hmm. the beginning, and then it's like on dynamite, we're gonna have a fucking yeah, because then yeah, because after blood and guts, they went to anarchy in the arena, yeah. yeah. But then it's like with this one here, it was like, oh yeah, we're gonna go from this lights out match to a fucking mixed tag match on dynamite. <laughs> what, yeah, <laughs> you guys um, have just a couple steps here, and they're and all plus, out of place. And plus, like, these two just I don't know to me, I don't know, maybe I viewed it differently. Maybe you'll agree. If you agree with me, then it'll at least give me some kind of validation. But like to me, these two just weren't clicking. In this match, I would agree. So I think that they could have had a great singles match if they just stuck to just the two of them without all the extra bullshit. Yeah. But 
Um, yeah. Adam Cole hit that Panama Sunrise that usually looks just so good, but it was just so sloppy here. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the finish was lame. This was out, uh, man. I was like, wow, because I'm, I'm expecting fuck again. I'm expecting maybe not beds of barbed wire, you know, but like I'm expecting like fucking brutal shit here. And like I think what they do chains and chairs. Yeah, they did. They might have did kendo sticks. They did do kendo. And sticks. And maybe they had to right. lay back a little bit because of the main event. Maybe that could have been it. I don't know. Well, that's the other thing when you structure a pay per view in like. 50% of the matches are like weapons matches. Like how do you how do you not wear people out till the main event? Yeah. Right? So maybe, maybe that could have been one of the reasons why I was expecting But then don't have the fucking this. match. Just don't have that match. Have it some other time. They could have done this on to close dynamite one night. They could have done that to close dynamite this week. Yeah. You know. There you go. Uh so one and three quarter star. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I just, I really wish this was a fucking one-on-one straight-up match. And did you catch, um, near the beginning of the match, JR started yelling fucking stupid? Not fucking stupid, he just yelled stupid. I think he was, yeah, he was yelling stupid at Jericho, I think? I think something happened, because, like, there was a couple guys over there with weapons just, like, fucking smacking each other and shit, and I think something might have flew with them, because they were sitting at ringside. Right, which is rare yeah. for an AEW pay-per-view. It was their first time at ringside. Yeah, the uh, second, I think. I'm pretty sure Excalibur said on commentary that uh, Fighter Fest 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause, <clears throat> I remember that. JR was like, this is our first time at ringside. And Excalibur was like, second. And he was like, yeah. oh, yeah, what was the first? He was like, Fighter Fest 2019. He's like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you got me there. Um, the fire extinguisher was probably a little overkill, and I think Adam Cole was struggling with to get up from the fucking ring because it looked like it was probably a hundred pounds. <laughs> Those are fucking yeah, giant think... fire extinguishers. Um, the handcuff length on that, the 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 length of the chain on those handcuffs was ridiculous too. Yeah, could have been a lot better. Zero out of five. Wow, two yeah. zeros in a row. Wow. Yeah. And. Here we go. The next one here is the AEW Tag Team Championship match. FTR defending against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Uh, what I'm like to call in right now, Cree Brothers Light. Um, because this is like, what? They're 15 shot at it already? Uh, second or third, I think. I know they, they had a shot at last pay-per-view. Yeah, I don't know so if they had any like, shots okay, on Dynamite. So, I was like, okay, so this is it. They're finally going to put the belts on them this time. No. This yeah, dude, I'm not sitting fun. here like, oh my god, I want Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett to be tag team champions. I'm not sitting here begging for that, but like, fuck, when you give them 14 chances at the titles, you can't keep yeah. making it look stupid. Yeah, yeah, or else it's just like break up the team or at least have them do something else. <laughs> well, and um, Mark Mark Briscoe wasn't ready for that guitar spot. No. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah, he like pat him on the back and Dax turned around and like he wasn't there. So they turned back around and waited again. Um, this was just a horrible use of him, too. This is his first pay-per-view, and he's a fucking ref. What the fuck? But it Aubrey, a lame feud. A very Aubrey lame Edwards, feud. Aubrey Edwards taking a guitar shot. I did not have that fucking on my bingo card. Stupid. I thought that was funny, though. I thought it was cool. Just because, A, Aubrey Edwards took a guitar shot, and B, just because, like, Karen, she just kept trying to do, like, the cartoony, like, I'm going to go around you. No, you're not. I'm going to go around you. No, you're not. And then that Sanjay fucking... thing was fucking dumb. 
And then they've just fucking kabonged her. I just, I thought that was great. After this, it was like bright spot. That was like one of the bright spots in this fucking match. They did have a good false finish with um, Jared hitting the stroke. Um, I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, just were the participants involved, and I, I liked Aubrey taking a guitar shot. Not that I have anything against Aubrey. I just like that she actually did it. You know, she fucking ponied up, and like somebody came in and said, "Hey, you're gonna take a guitar tonight." And Aubrey said, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." You know, uh, two and a half stars. I'm gonna go right down the middle. I was expecting a lot more out of this match. Really? Only because of the people involved. I mean, as much as you want to say about Jeff Jarrett, he is one of the greatest workers ever, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and these 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 four guys are just, they're wrestlers, right? That's That's what they do, and they're good at it. And this match had points where it was wrestling, but then it had all the gaga in the middle. Mm-hmm. And Mark Briscoe being out there like supposed to be friends with both teams and stuff. I was actually afraid that they were going to turn Mark Briscoe heel on the FTR and just that, fuck the see, whole thing I thought that when it, just reading the results, I thought that's where they were going with this. Yeah, thing. yeah, which is it would have been a fucking terrible mistake. He should be kept away from that entirely. Um, I hated the fucking guitar shot from fucking Karen Jarrett and Oh, really? Is, well, like here's the thing. There's no repercussions. You shouldn't just be able to hit a fucking ref with a guitar and be okay and like well, AEW's not gonna the, do anything. But about here's it. the psychology to it. Aubrey Edwards was coming down to the ring because the the other official, Mark Briscoe in this case, has been knocked down. Aubrey Edwards has not reached the ring yet. So she is technically not an official right now. So kabong! So you're telling me that if anybody runs down to the ring, they're free to get hit with a fucking guitar, no matter if they're a wrestler or not? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much how they treat them. If I were to jump that fucking rail, they would try and swing for me with a guitar. That's... Why are they hitting referees with guitars? I don't know. I I don't know what it was, but I liked Aubrey Edwards taking the guitar shot. I liked it. Tony Khan should come out on TV and be like, if anybody hits a fucking ref again, especially after this pay-per-view, they're fucking fired. And he he should have fired Karen Jarrett, too. Been like, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. You can't just hit refs in the head with shit because you don't want them to count a pin. That's not how this works. Um, Sanjay's stupid comedy really brought this down. And I was... Kind of, this was like the one match. There was like two matches I was looking forward to on the show, and it just did not fucking live up to what I'd hoped it would be. I gave it a two. Two stars. Yeah. Uh, and also, what the fuck? You know, like, uh, what was it? Sanjay, you know, did shit to where Mark Briscoe finally said, "That's it. You're out of here." And then he was like, "Santnam Singh, you're out of here too." Like, what the fuck did Santnam do? Like Santnam's <laughs> like, Santnam's like, I'm just here, dude. Like, <laughs> I didn't fucking do anything. <laughs> I mean, Mark's not a great ref. He did, like, in the beginning of the match, too, he did almost miss a pin. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I tried. I, I probably didn't notice. I was probably looking at my phone or something. Mm. Um, now, before the next match, we get probably the fucking dumbest thing. Oh, God. We get the backstage interview with Soraya and Jericho. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Um. And that sets up the mixed tag team match that Shelby again. He just threw a fireball at a person that's not a wrestler. He should be suspended, fined, or fired. You know, I I can live with the fucking. I can live with the fireball thing. Like if it was just like, hey, you need to calm down, and he's just like, what? What'd you say to me? And then threw a fireball at him. I could live with that. But it's the fact that he added, "I'm a wizard, bitch." That's what killed me. 
Oh, that's his thing, though. Still. There should be re- repercussions. Can you imagine Harry Potter fighting Voldemort and like he fucking hits Voldemort, you know, like a expecto betrotum, and he's like, I'm a wizard bitch, you know. Like, <laughs> can you imagine Hagrid showing up at Harry Potter's house and be like, You're a wizard bitch? Like, no, like, it, no. There, there should be repercussions for this kind of shit, and there never is. Well, was there ever repercussions for Sean when he just went on a super kick spree backstage? <laughs> Hi, what's your name? Stan. 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 Bam! I just kicked Stan. I just kicked Stan. He just walks down the hall kicking everything that moves. All right, you kind of got me there, but (laughs) there should have probably been repercussions on Sean, too. (laughs) I just didn't like the, I'm a wizard bitch line. Like, oh my God, did you have to add that? Like, if it was just fireball and, like, they giggled and laughed and left. I probably we probably wouldn't be talking about it. Right oh, now. I know the wizard thing's just fucking dumb. Like I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. You throw it's, a fireball out of fucking paper. Like yeah. you're not a wizard, man. You just you're lighting paper if on it fire. It was just probably. like, hey, you need to get out of here. Fireball, ha ha ha, and they left. Okay, fine, whatever. But it's the fact that he added that I'm a wizard, bitch. Like that's what. You know, and what anyway. what did he say that pissed him off? I think he told him like he had to get moving or get out of here or something like that. I don't even fucking remember. Yeah, exactly. We don't remember because it wasn't memorable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that leads us into our next matchup. Wardlow, uh, or known in some places as Daddy Low. What? Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, taking, uh, defending the TNT Championship against Christian Cage in a ladder match. Um one Wardlow, grow your fucking hair out again. And oh, uh, you know what? If if I were like a full time pro wrestler, and you know Christian or you know a producer or whatever came to me and said, "Okay, Will, artist, whatever, you're gonna go to the top rope and then you're gonna do like a senton and you're gonna completely miss it and just hit nothing but ladder," I'm like, "Yeah, you don't pay me enough for that." No, because that shit looked big. like it hurt. That he's shit too- looked like it hurt, and Wardlow's built like a fucking brick shit house. Yeah, you he's know? too big for these kind of matches. Like, this isn't what he should be doing. And I thought this was going to be pretty good, to be honest, just because of Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's another one where it's their first one-on-one meeting, and it has to be a ladder match. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did like the, the big swanton from the top of the ladder outside. I did like that. But um, they had to hold the ladder for him. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't want him to die. Well, yeah, but maybe just don't do the spot. Did they ever hold the ladder for Jeff Hardy? Well, yeah, but Jeff Hardy wants to die. <laughs> well, that's debatable, I suppose. <laughs> um, I thought the finish was a little weak. It was just like, oh, let me get back in and push uh, Christian off the ladder. And, oh, okay, got him. Let me climb up and win. Yeah. You know, you always expect like a big fucking... Whether you hate or love the ladder matches, you always expect that big fucking moment at the end to to then like, oh my god, he's gonna climb up and win, and like this just didn't have that. Um, yeah. Plus Arn Anderson in there doing fucking whatever it is Arn Anderson does. Luchasaurus coming in. Um, I don't know. It, it, I'm a sucker for a good ladder match. Uh, this was an okay ladder match. I did like. I I li- actually liked that the ladder broke. I thought it was funny. Um. You know, and then he actually tried using the ladder again, which made it even fucking funnier. 
That's why he shouldn't be doing shit like that, though. Like, you can't send <clears throat> 300 pounds on a fucking aluminum ladder. I mean, those are probably a little bit heavier duty than aluminum. They're probably the feather light ones, but <laughs> you can't really send that kind of force towards the ladder and expect it not to break. And then him well, trying I, I, to use you know, it again it breaking, and the ref tried to hold it up. One thing, you could probably like, oh, okay, fuck, he's a big dude and landed on the ladder. But the fact that he tried to set it up and climb it again to where even the ref was just like, stop. Yeah, well, I mean, doing that <laughs> spot in general, like, that's dangerous. He could have really hurt himself, yeah. like, just jumping at that ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, overall, three stars. Yeah, I thought it was actually going pretty well, especially with Christian trying to avoid all of uh, Wardlow's attacks. I fucking love his turtleneck. He's so... He's turtleneck! So, turtleneck! Yeah. <laughs> turtleneck! <laughs> That was such a great chant. Just when you think you've heard every chant in fucking pro wrestling, they whip out Yeah, turtleneck. Um, I think he might be doing the best work of his career right now, like, character-wise. Um, but, yeah, he was going well until the fucked-up ladder spot, and then, to me, it just went downhill from there, having fucking Arn Anderson and Luchasaurus in there. Like, why are these guys going to the back when they're just going to come out anyways? What's the fucking difference? Because they come out to the fucking ramp, and oh, then they're just oh. like... False sense of security. This happens in every match. There's no false sense of security anymore. It just happens. Um, I gave it a two out of five. Uh-huh. Expected more. <clears throat> uh, next up is Jamie Hayter defending the AEW Women's Championship against the Outcasts, Tony Storm. Um, we get a little bit of Gaga here, as you like to say. Um, yeah, and that was. Jamie Hayter's music plays. Nobody comes out. Oh my God, what's happening? She's getting the shit kicked out of her. Um, Who's running AEW? Like, who in the back is like doing things and like trying to avoid people from attacking? Nobody. They're throwing fucking fireballs and jumping each other and shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Fucking inmates run the asylum here. Tony just lets anything fly. Doesn't matter. You could bring a gun and shoot somebody, probably. Yeah. Um. There was like a moment with like. like Soraya like attacking uh Hater. Oh no, Hater attacking Soraya. You know, when uh Soraya and Ruby Soho were out there and like Ruby Soho's nowhere to be seen. I'm like, why isn't Ruby Soho helping Soraya? Yeah. You know? Um and then on top of all that, this was a short match because apparently Jamie Hater really is hurt. That shoulder thing is real. But here's the kicker to the fucking match. She went for that hater raid. AKA the, you know, the fucking rainmaker. Mm. She went for that, but then Tony storm stops her. She stops. And then there's like a pause. And then Jamie hater runs herself into the fucking turnbuckle. Oh, I remember seeing that now. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, Oh my God. I'm giving it a half star only because Jamie hater and Tony storm have a nice ass. That's it. How much did you give it? Half a star. Half a star. Wow, I was actually more generous than you. Yeah. Um, Only because she ran herself into the fucking turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah. Um, The ref just didn't have any control over this match either. Like, they're cutting the turnbuckle pads off in front of him. And he's like, can you stop instead of, like, going over there and actually stopping them or trying to put the damn thing back on? Yeah, or try and put (laughs) the damn thing back on after they fucking rip it off. This was fucked. They 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 fucked up the Jamie Hayter storyline in general. I understand she's injured, you know, whatever. But when she won the belt, fucking Britt Baker should have turned on her. 
that would have been fucking incredible. And then he yeah, could have started that. Fair, that would have been like the same thing as always, though. Yeah, but it would have been good, though. That's oh, the thing. my friend turned on me storyline. It would have been good, though. This has been garbage. This whole, like, outcast thing is fucking brutal. I just wrote, what the fuck was that? One out of five. Wow. Yeah. Well, like, once she ran herself into the turnbuckle, I was like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. I was like, that's it. And I'm only, like I said, the half star is only because I like looking at Jamie Hayter's ass and Tony Storms was looking good, too. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up, though, is, uh, who boy. Next up, the House of Black. Had an open challenge for anybody to challenge him for the AEW Trios Championships. And on top of that, it was going to be House Rules. Were you familiar with the House Rules before this? I heard about it on the Jim Cornette podcast, but I didn't really remember it till I heard it on the show. Uh, I knew yeah. of them, but this is the first time that I get to witness them. Yeah. Um, but uh, the acclaimed and daddy ass, officially named daddy ass now. Did, did um, you listen to the rap on the way to the ring? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Being cut by a boy named Dominic. Dominic. <laughs> that was fucking great. I love that line. <laughs> I think I raised this up a fucking point or two just for that line. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, Brody King hit this, like, he, he sat, I think it was Daddy Ass, as a matter of fact. He sat him down on the chair on the outside, and then like Brody King just got like a head of steam and hit like a big cross body on him. I thought that was pretty fucking sweet. Um, I swear, like somebody needs to tell Brody King that uh, this you know wrestling's a work because he just kept yelling "break it" like every yeah. eight seconds. Yeah, break it, break it. Like, dude, it's a work. Mm-hmm. Calm down. You know. Um, I will say. Uh, Brody King selling the Famouser. That was probably the best sell of a Famouser I've ever seen. Right. He did the fucking on his head, inside out and shit. The only downside to this match is, is that, um, you know, go back and look at House of Black versus the Elite. And, you know, when it comes to these AEW trios matches, I, I expect, or I, I've come to expect, I should say, like, just bonkers. Right, you know, and you, I know Shelby hates it, but like I like when shit gets a little bonkers, you know. It it, it can be fun, right. you know. Um, and this match just didn't have it. You to me, you could have just this is one that, like Shelby said earlier, like oh you could have just saved it for fucking dynamite. This is one I think they should have just saved for dynamite. I figured you'd say that about this actually. You know, because this was just you know a six man. T- this I could have watched this on literally Raw, not dynamite. Raw, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, so two stars. <clears throat> yeah, not my kind of match. A lot of the typical stuff that I don't like, uh, such as guys hiding around the ring. Um, but it didn't. It honestly, for that rap alone, I gave it a two out of five. <laughs> it was fucking incredible. I love that line. <laughs> Getting cucked by a boy named if Dominic. Dominic. Uh, <laughs> and then I think at one point they started chanting, who's your mommy to fucking. <laughs> Did they? I didn't hear that. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it was something else, but I heard who's your mommy. <laughs> uh, coming up next is where the show for me actually starts picking up some. Um, but Jade Cargill defending the TBS championship against Taya Valkyrie. And holy shit. Like, Listen, let, let's let's be real here for a second. Let's be gentlemen. 
All right. Okay. Let me get the mic here. Let's be gentlemen for a second and like ask seriously what these women are doing because like listen, I I get it. We're men. We have urges. These women, they 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 have body parts that we enjoy, but. Who the fuck is approving outfits in AEW? Because, like, Taya cannot keep the girls in at all. I didn't notice that, actually. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't complaining, but damn. Um, Because she's a thick... I mean, go back and look at Taya when she first, like, debuted in Lucha Underground and look at her now. Like, she used to be, like, a really tiny thing. And, like, I'll be honest, I didn't like her when she was that tiny. With her being thick like this, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway... Uh, what the fuck is this entrance? Taya Valkyrie? I, you know what? They kept talking about it, and I must have blanked on this because I don't remember her entrance. It was like two like dancers dancing at the top of the stage, and it was fucking weird. Go back and watch it. I remember Jade's entrance, and that was weird too. <laughs> yeah, and I wrote down. So wait, what do the pretty girls do? Dance <laughs> <laughs> like this. That, that's all. That, that's the only words they kept. Oh, yeah, that was the song. Yeah, what do the pretty yeah. girls do? What do the pretty girls do? Or, uh, oh, no, the pretty girls walk like this. Oh, pretty yeah. girls walk like this. And so that's yeah. all I was like, so what? The pretty girls do what? <laughs> um, <laughs> now, here, here's, here, I have an interesting question. Okay. I, I think we're going to get a little philosophical here. And that is Jade Cargill's finish is the jaded, which is a double chicken wing into a face buster right <clears throat> excuse me taya valkyrie's finish is the road to valhalla which is a double chicken wing into a face buster yeah. now <clears throat> i bring that up because let's go back to let's say wrestlemania 19 okay austin and rock okay okay austin at one point in that match hits a rock bottom on the rock yeah all right. He covers the rock. Boom. Rock kicks out. Later on in that same matchup, the rock actually hits a stone cold stunner on Steve Austin. He covers right. Austin. Boom. Kick out. So saying that like, hey, you can't beat me with my own move. Yeah, you know, that's my shit. So what the fuck? Didn't they do him right after another on this uh, here? Exactly. Too? Yeah. Yeah, Ty hit hers first, and then fucking. Dude, it's just like, like, okay, like, fuck, you're like, my mind kind of broke here. Yeah, I'm like, they have the same finish, so like, is it like, okay, I'm using my finish, but also stealing yours? So like, do you kick out? Like, you know, the the psychology with this was just like mind-boggling to me. Yeah, um, I guess Jade just does it better. Uh, Taya was more tired, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> Honestly, up till this point, I think this was the best match on the show. And that German uh, suplex Jay, was fucking sick. Jay um, and I, such a great pump kick. Yeah. And um, yeah, with that being said, four stars. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I think she did uh, the springboard too. Was, and I don't. Oh, yeah. I she did the springboard. Usually... And that's when, like, Taya, she went for, like, a code breaker, but it just ended up her being run into knees, which was even more sick. Yeah. I, I don't usually, like, mark out on moves but like those two moves specifically really stuck out to me in this mm-hmm. match um it was it felt a little clunky in parts but it wasn't too bad you know mm-hmm. uh there was little to no inf- there was no interference 
And there was no beatdown before the match, no weapons, no goofs hanging out outside the ring, other than is it Mark, Mark Sterling? Sterling. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't really. And I think that Layla Gray was hanging out too. Yeah, but they didn't really like factor in. Yeah, the they, match, yeah, they didn't like right? try any chicanery or anything. Which I, I'm I'm usually okay with a little bit of interference, but this was different from the rest of the fucking show because it didn't have any. So I gave it a three out of five. Wow. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't it for Jade Cargill because uh, Mark Sterling. Speaking of which. Yeah. He said Jade will defend the title anywhere or any place. So that brings out Chris Statlander, the galaxy's favorite alien. This thing in my throat is killing me. <clears throat> there we go. <clears throat> Chris Statlander comes out, and boom, we got ourselves another TBS championship match. Now, I want to mention something before I tell y'all, because me and Shelby talked before this, because I had to eat before coming on here. I tried to eat during an episode of the podcast one time. It didn't work out so well. <laughs> so um, he, didn't, he didn't grade this. I did. Uh, but I will say, up until... The Jade Taya match itself, this this crowd was fucking dead. Yeah, I mean fucking dead. Yeah, they'd have there'd be a couple of moments where they're just like, "Woo, yeah," and then they just fucking quiet down. Especially during the women's championship match, I noticed more than anything. God, during that they were fucking, fucking unsanctioned dead. match, they were fucking dead. Yeah. Um, but like Jade and Taya, they got like a reaction out of them. You know, they were kind of getting a little hype, and then. Chris comes out, Statlander, they go fucking through the roof, man. They did. Um, quick little thing there just to get Chris Statlander over. So just because this was the loudest the crowd has been all night and because they got so psyched for it, three stars. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't think this is the way to defeat, to beat the undefeated streak. Really? It did. Well, it doesn't really do anything for either of them. Like Statlander beat a tired Jade. And Jade but was she lost. really tired, though? Yeah, she just had a match. But I mean, but was she tired, tired? Yes, she just had a match I with a very tough competitor. And, I mean, Jade just lost her title. <laughs> you didn't give anybody anything in this match. It just, it, I don't know. I think, I, the, I, only th- I think the only thing that would have made it better, I understand that she's a heel, and, and sometimes heels do this. So I think this could have worked in this situation. Like Chris came out, beat her, and I think there should have been a little sign of respect. I think Jade should have got up and maybe fucking stood there like, God damn it, like, fuck, I can't believe I lost it, and then extended her hand, passed it, quote-unquote, passed the torch, and then boom. I think Jade should have beat but, the fuck out of Mark Sterling and said, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> that too, you know? But, uh, they, but... Chris celebrated, which was fine. You know, they gave Chris her moment in the sun, but right. it was just like Jade rolled out of the ring and left. And it was just like, that's it. Like, you know, yeah, I just, I, I think that would have helped this moment a little bit. Like, like, like let you know that, you know, Jade Cargill's not dead, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, like she should have stood up and like, fuck, I can't believe I lost, but Hey, fuck, you got me. You shook her hand and fuck. Well, him. and like, she is kind of getting over as a baby face too. Right? Exactly. I think she'd be a pretty good baby face. But I just I don't think they should have taken the belt off of her here. It would have meant more if it if it was like a full match and some because I mean they didn't beat Goldberg that way. They didn't beat Goldberg in a good way either. So it's not really a great comparison. But <laughs> but it's just not the way you ended undefeated streak in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, believe it or not, not the main event, which I was actually shocked by this one. Me too. That that it wasn't the main event. But you know what that means. I totally watched all of fuckery in the arena. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to skip it. And then when I saw it was the main event, I was like, ah, I don't like skipping the main event. So I actually watched the whole thing. Mind you, I was partially getting ready for this podcast. So I wasn't watching every little bit of it, but I did see most of it. Anyways, right. go on. Um, but for the Four Pillars match, Darby Allen, MJF, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, which, I, you know, I understand that he was in the first matchup of the first Dynamite, but I, I don't I don't see Sammy Guevara as a pillar. I don't see Jungle Boy as a pillar anymore either. Really? Yeah, I just yeah, I don't I get see, it. I can see Jungle Boy, MJF, of course, and um, Darby Allen. Right. Because I, I said it during this match. I didn't write it down, but like I've said it once on this podcast before. And I've maybe said it a couple times, but like when Darby Allen debuted, if you would have said during that matchup with Cody Rhodes, like he's going to become one of the biggest things in AEW, I would have been like bullshit. Yeah. And not because he's bad or anything. I think he's great. It's just that like he he's he's different, but I think he's too different to the fact that we're like I I, I never would have thought people would have got behind him. Right. And they have, and they hey, I'm glad he's proved me wrong because I do. I enjoy Darby Allen's work. So like I can buy him being a quote unquote pillar here, but like I don't know, just Sammy Guevara is the only one that out of these four. The only question is is like if I were to take Sammy Guevara out, I don't know who I'd put in the place. Honestly, I, I said this before. I'll say it again. This should have been Darby versus MJF. Yeah, that's really what it should have been, because Darby is way more over than the other two anyways. And Darby and MJF are such a contrast in like opinions and like personality that it kind of works. I mean, that match, other than that one spot that we talked about uh, where they were rolling around, basically that match that they opened up, uh, was it all out or revolution? No, it wasn't revolution. Yeah. Yeah, Um, that was like the best match of that fucking night. Um, and I think they could have redone that here, but adding the other two really didn't. And I think the problem with the um, Sammy Guevara now is he's kind of just Jericho's bitch boy. He hasn't well, been Jericho's bitch boy anymore. I mean, face turn can uh, confirm when you're like, we're having a baby and everybody goes fucking nuts. Is it confirmed? I mean, that's really what should happen, but I still feel like they're going to make it. I mean, I just think it's kind of sad how it's just like they went from being like AEW's most hated to now they're like, it took them, you know, having a baby to get them over. Yeah. As a face again. Well, I think that was partially due to Sammy fucking, uh, um, get uh what do you call it fucking um get engaged with that one girl and then just like fucking dumping her for whatever her name is hmm. um i will say though uh sammy did hit a sweet cutter on darby i thought that was pretty cool mm-hmm. um the power bomb like mjf did a power bomb uh Off but the top rope. Of, no 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 he did a power bomb oh, okay. but instead of sitting out with it he did it onto his knee which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, MJF catching that foot and yelling, you're a fucking idiot. And then getting super kicked. I thought was hysterical. Yeah. That's fair. Um, that's fair. I did like the, the mentor finish like uh parade there. Yeah. That was like, interesting. Yeah. I, I like that. You know, like, and I like how MJF looked at the camera and like, everybody knew it was coming. Like, Oh shit. He's going to do crossroads. And he fucking did it. Yeah. Um, I did like the destroyer sequence. I, I know probably you probably had a fucking heart attack, but I, I like the destroyer sequence. And plus I like the first one that they did. I think uh, they were going for a power bomb and then he somehow turned it into a destroyer. I'm like, the fuck? Like, that was insane. Right. Um, 
Darby oh, yeah, should so, be the no. only one in AEW allowed to dive, by the way. His no. dives look like Darby Allen. Oh, Darby His Allen? dives, he puts everything into it, and they actually look like they fucking hurt. You're not catching him. He's attacking you. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hurt himself doing it, but he's attacking you. Um, I was there one spot that kind of bothered me a little bit, and that was like when all four of them did the, the, the quadruple down, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And like all four of them are like together, so like, I don't know the exact order, but like, you'll get what I'm saying here. And that is like, okay. So like they're all four on their knees and MJF turns and hits Darby punches Darby Allen. People boo, Mm -hmm. you know? So he punches Darby Allen. So Darby Allen then punches jungle boy. Yeah. And then jungle boy punches Sammy Guevara. I'm like, why aren't you hitting the previous guy who hit you? That's yeah. That's not what you would do. Right. You'd hit. Exactly. That fucking, that bugged me, you know? I did like uh, another spot where they were doing the fucking you hit me now kind of thing. And fucking MJF was like about to do that. And then he just poked him in the eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, yeah, now you hit me and then poked all three of the fucking. Yeah. And, but the only bad thing about that is that I called exactly what was going to happen. Like they all bent over and he was like, ha ha. I was like triple super kick. And then, and then bam, it, it came off. Yeah. You know? um, I will say Jack uh, Perry did make a great. Uh, pin break off the uh, Darby Allen MJF pin, and I like to finish a lot. I liked uh, MJF putting the uh, the title there, and having Darby hit the uh, the coffin drop, and then pinning fucking Jack Perry for the win. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, even though you think it should have been one on one, I think I think this match could have worked as one on one, but I'm a sucker for four ways. Um, I maybe would have replaced Sammy Guevara with somebody. I don't know who. Not, again, not that I have anything against them. It's just that when I think four pillars, it's, uh, you know, Guevara does not pop up. Um, and the only other problem I have with this is that I think, I think this is one of those things where it's just, you know, somebody backstage is like, we got to do a four pillars match. We got to do it. We got to do it. Yeah. They hot exactly. They did. They did. Because there wasn't really a great story going into this it was just like hey we all want a shot now randomly since you've been champion for like eight months yeah <laughs> we couldn't ask like weeks ago or a month yeah. ago we and by the way now. we're the pillars of this place and they're like oh fuck you know yeah um i, I think this this four-way match could have been bitter uh, bitter better if they would have built it some more like maybe built it didn't like maybe have mjf defend against maybe a darby allen and mm-hmm. then he beats darby allen then they do the fatal four-way yeah. At the next pay-per-view. At All In in fucking England. I um, think you should have done some trials in this. And it should have been like MJF versus Jungle Boy. MJF versus fucking Sammy in like Dynamite matches. Yeah, but you would have had a fucking bitch fit. Because then it'd be like, there's two guys in the ring and two of them outside. No, 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 no. What I mean is, um, so MJF versus, say, Jungle Boy the first week. MJF versus Sammy Guevara the next week. And then for some reason, Darby Allen ends up being the one to face him at the pay-per-view. Oh, still okay. yeah. You could have done this like kind of thing, but a yeah. little bit differently. Okay. But with all that being said, I will say this was an enjoyable match. I did like it four and a quarter star. The result it needed to be, you yeah. know, this well, match, that was pretty much a foregone conclusion. This is like, it, third defense. it wouldn't have made sense to put it on. Exactly. Here. Um, this match had a lot of the shit I hate in it, but I don't know if it was the rest of the pay-per-view sucking or the fact that MJF was in it, but I was enthralled by this fucking match. Um, I gave it fucking match of the night, four out of five. Wow. Yeah. For a fatal four way. Like <laughs> I was surprised myself, but I think, I think it was just MJF. I just, 
I, I'm so into like anything he does. It's just fucking incredible. Yeah, he is good. I will give him that. He is very good. Um, and in the main event where shit's about to hit the fan, did you hear Justin Roberts say that? I did, and I thought, what a professional. Um, now I watched this like the night after I watched, like, because like once I got done with the pillars, I was like, I can't do any more double or nothing. I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so like the next morning before I went into work, I was like, all right, I'll watch Anarchy and Arena for shiggles. Um, so I didn't really get my usual note taken here, but I will say there was a funny line. Uh, like, uh, uh, Brian Danielson came over to where Justin Roberts hangs out in the timekeeper area to like grab something from him. And uh, I think it was Excalibur who was just like, oh, my God, Justin Roberts is having some PTSD here. Fucking cracked up. <laughs> wow. Like the whole Nexus thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't fucking, think of that. Yeah, I fucking cracked the fuck up. Um, um, that uh, I always want to say Takashita. Is that right? Uh, Takeshka. Takeshka. Fucking I always say Takeshita. Yeah. Um messed up his fucking one spot that he had yeah uh there's gonna be like fucking i'm gonna i'm saving these two words i have written down for like my coup de gras here um but i will say there was too many fucking finish kickouts and i understand it's aew people like to kick out of finishers and shit but like especially when it's like when you're doing thumbtacks chairs kendos to all that shit you, you shouldn't be kicking out of certain finishers yeah. Death Rider onto thumbtacks. That's it. Shit's done. Yeah. You know, and they're like, especially somebody like Matt Jackson. Again, great tag team wrestler. Don't really see him as a fucking heavyweight contender one day. But like, you put thumbtacks in your mouth and you take a Death Rider. That's it. You're fucking done. There was no kicking out. Yeah. Okay. I did. I didn't like that there was too many finish kick out. Um, I, I did write down Shelby's probably having an aneurysm. Yeah. Um, and then. The, the the two words that I'm saving here that, you know, pretty much, you know, solidifies that I'm giving this four stars is that is two words and two words only. Exploding super kick. Fucking yeah, I kind of awesome. figured. I kind of figured. Amazing. Oh, my God. So good. An exploding super kick. Just when you think a super kick can't get any fucking better, they fucking make one exploding. Four stars. <laughs> what did you think, Shelby? I haven't pulled that one out tonight. Yeah, I know. You haven't had to yet. Uh, exactly what I thought it would be. Pointless blood and violence. Um, this is the kind of shit that I think gives pro wrestling a bad name. You know, somebody flicks it on and they see this and they're just like, oh, that's silly wrestling. They're doing those weird spots again. Commentators were laughing at most of this, not taking it seriously whatsoever. So much happening, you can't follow it. Guys kicking out of near-death situations. I will, but let me let me pause right yeah. there. I will say, yeah, the the cameras not being able to follow everything that was kind of fucking bothersome because I think there was one part where, like, on the barbed wire poker chip, um, they missed like, it. Like, yeah, even Excalibur, he was like, "Oh, I think he's trying to push him on there." So then they cut back to the ring. Then all of a sudden, we cut back and he's on the barbed wire. It's like, fuck, we missed it. Yeah, they had to do a replay and like a replay exactly. shown to show you something again, not show you something for the first time. Exactly. Um, stupid, pointless callback drama for the elite saga in the middle of the match. A ref bleeding. This is, this oh, is wrestling now. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the ref. <laughs> this is wrestling now. They're they're not into the competitors. They're into the moves and the furniture. Zero out of five. Oh, come on, at least get the one. Come on. No, it doesn't get anything. It was fucking horrible. Get the one because Yuda got the pin. Yeah, great. The fucking worst one of all fucking six, eight of them. Really? You don't like Yuda? I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of them, and anything I have seen is usually the BCC, and it's like, or the BBC, or whatever the fuck they are. Are they well, the big, see, black, black, big cocks? black cock? Yeah, yeah, are they the big black cocks? <laughs> They're BCC. Uh, and I didn't like that he had the pure title either. I just, I haven't seen anything I really liked about him. And maybe the worst is kind of, but I mean, there's eight of them. So yeah, uh, him or fucking Moxley, I guess. Well, not even a half star. Come on. No, I don't give out half stars. Well, then give it a one then. Come on. No, it's a you zero. Can't give the, you can, exploding super kick. Negative one. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. I mean, like, I will say some of, some of your points are valid. Because, like, it was kind of bothersome where, like, they're missing action and shit like that. Like, you know, which kills me because, like, when Claudio and the fucking the buck that did the exploding super kick, when they were, like, in the parking lot, they had a split screen. Yeah. So why couldn't they do a split <laughs> screen for Moxley and Omega and whatever was happening in the ring at the time? Then we could see that barbed wire spot. They almost need like a four-way split screen if they really want to do it right. Well, Where yeah. there's, you know what I mean? So you see like all the action unfolding at once because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other things that just didn't make it that we don't yeah. even know about. Oh, we didn't even mention this. Fucking wild thing. Oh my God. <laughs> How many times do they go through that fucking song? Three song, three times. Was it only three? It felt like fucking ten. I just loved it. It was just like, wow, they, they finally it, like if this is your kind of thing, it does add to it, I will say. Like if you like the chaotic kind of anything can happen kind of bullshit, then like having him just continuously playing that song until he gets super kicked was probably it definitely added to it. They so did that last get, year too though, didn't they? It wasn't a one. Um, uh no, it's a minus two now. Oh my god. <laughs> It's getting worse. <laughs> you know, this is the first one I've watched since um, the uh, uh, football fuckery, whatever the hell it was, with the Pinnaclevers. Yeah, because I didn't watch last year's because I saw, like, one fucking moment in it, and I'm like, nope, not having it. But it was the main event last year. No, it you wasn't. skipped the main event. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. The world title was. What was the world title match? I don't know. Let me see. Because it will actually have that, right? 2022. Double or nothing, 2022. Uh, Punk and Hangman was the main event. Wow. Yeah, because they were like in the middle of the show, I think. Hmm. Yeah, they were they were third last. Because the match after them was the three-way tag match between Jurassic Express, Swerve in Our Glory, and Team Taz. I could have swore that was the main event last year. Nope. Huh. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I and then everybody, you know, I, I, let's let, maybe not get political, but like I'm just curious your thoughts on this because everybody's all pissed off at the fucking lead singer of that band. Blackface. Yeah. Are you? I don't give a fuck, but that was my first thought <laughs> when I saw that. I'm like, he's gonna get in trouble, but I'm pretty sure, like, wasn't it mostly a mask? 
It looked like he had a mask on, and then, like, there was a little bit of paint where, like, the mask wasn't covering. But still, he wasn't trying to be black. No. No. He was just trying to be, like, a dark color because that's kind of punk, right? And plus he had that red, like, on his chin and shit like that. But I I thought that was hysterical. He just kept playing the fucking song. I think it would be even better if he just just kept playing it throughout the whole fucking match. After he got super kicked, he just stands back up and starts singing again. Oh, God. Oh, I would have <laughs> given it five stars if that would happen. Like, he gets super kicked, and, like, like fucking after a minute, you just hear, <laughs> Yeah, no shit. Back again. All right, so on a scale of one to ten, what do we give AEW's double or nothing? Fuck this pay-per-view. I'm sick of wrestling. Three out of ten. You're sick of wrestling. Uh, I will say this is not AEW's best fucking outing. I'm usually, usually, uh, you know, me and Shelby are like polar opposites. Usually he's like, fuck this. And I'm always like, dude, it was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, But most of that only happened for like one match here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, but like this match, this uh, pay-per-view did not have a lot of bright spots. I mean, Jamie Hader, Tony Storm, Jamie Hader, Jamie Hader having to fucking run into her own spot. Just uh, uh, Jericho and Cole and that miserable fucking unsanctioned match. Just, you know, a few dynamite matches you could have thrown on dynamite and such like that. So that I have to go in the middle and give it five, you know, and I think I'm being generous with the five. Yeah. Oh, I think you are, too. I think I think four would be fucking more right, but I'm gonna go right down the middle. If I, I think if I'd have to go look to my notes, I'm pretty sure this is the lowest rated uh, AEW show I've ever given. I want to say the same because I think my lowest before was a four, so I want to say the same as well. And would you give it three? Three. Uh, three. All right, that was our review of AEW's Double or Nothing. Nick will be back next week, and we'll figure out what we're doing there. Can't be a movie review because uh, I don't think my hand's ready for that yet. Um, but probably a retro pay-per-view review, and we heard you loud and clear. No more mid-90s for right now. Mid-90s WWF because nobody fucking listened to that shit. <laughs> it picked up a little bit in the last few days, but, oh, God, it was, it was, it's been a rough fucking six days. Let's let's tell you for that podcast. Holy shit. Oh, shit, eh? Because that's 97, too. Like, that's a good year. Yeah. Hey, it was just, yeah. It, it, we literally had single digits for three days. Yeah, I see it's at 25 right now on fucking YouTube. Oh, wow. That's actually up three from about three hours ago. That's incredible. <laughs> Maybe I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. Because it was 22 earlier when I checked it. Right. So. Um, and then plus with the, uh, Amazon, Spotify and Apple, you know, kind of balances out. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll be doing something next week. Don't know what, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, uh, we'll kick it old school and we'll, um, we'll find like an actual topic to review on. I got to find like my idea look, my idea list, you know? Um, so yeah, now we're going to move on to, uh, Shelby, uh, prevent history. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's the official title of this, na- this, there this we go. segment there we go all right so um we're gonna start with when we're recording so june 1st 1976 muhammad ali makes the mistake of challenging gorilla monsoon in the wwf well wwwf 
Uh, Vince McMahon says Muhammad Ali is about to commit suicide here. And it is a must watch in my opinion. It is a little ridiculous, but it's still really good. See, it's weird that like Vince McMahon senior is just like, yeah, Muhammad Ali, come on in. But when Kaufman's like, Hey, I have an idea. He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, Muhammad Ali was a, um, an actual athlete too. And yeah, Gorilla Monsoon made him look like a bit of a bitch in this. I will say. <laughs> was just it a like, or? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think Muhammad Ali was, um, he was definitely, um, Cause they were not smart. that kind of celebrities back then. No, no, he was definitely smart to the business. So I think they talked about it a little bit beforehand and, mm-hmm. uh, Gorilla just kind of picks him up into an airplane swing or airplane spin, spins him around a couple times and drops him, And then fucking Muhammad Ali just rolls out of the ring. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's there, a cool wasn't clip. It- I could be thinking of him in Anoki, but wasn't it like a boxer versus wrestler match? Yeah, it was him in Anoki. And that oh. was, I don't remember where that was. I can't remember if it was in the States or if it was in Japan. It was probably the States. Probably. And I think that was like early 70s. Um, but anyway, also on June 1st, 1986, on NWA Championship Wrestling, Magnum TA and Nikita Volkolov had a contract signing for a match for Magnum's U.S. title. Magnum brought his mother to the event. Nikita brought his uncle Ivan. Nikita insulted Magnum's mom in a brawl ensued with TA jumping the table and attacking Nikita. Um, and they led on to a bunch of really good matches uh, later in the year. Hmm. Uh, as for tomorrow, June 2nd, 1987, an event in Buffalo, New York, the Honky Tonk Man defeated Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to win the Intercontinental title to become the begin the longest reign with the title in WWE history. He went on to hold the belt for 454 days. He became the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. In some people's opinion. I don't think he was like, he was, he was good, but um, I mean, if you compare him to, I don't know, like Shawn Michaels or like there's, there's been better, but like definitely Shawn, for that has, time. Has Shawn Michaels held it for 400 and something days? Well, I rest my case. <laughs> The defense rests, Your Honor. What about Santino? Has Santino held it for 400 days? He tried. The defense rests, Your Honor. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, Hockey Dog was, was, was really good. That That is true. <clears throat> All right. Uh, now we're going to move on to our vintage pick of the week, which is usually a match. No after game this week. <clears throat> Damn. Um, it's almost over. Yeah. No after game this week. Uh, that will return next week when Nick, Nick, Nico. Yeah, I know when words Nico are Bellic. hard. Yeah. Words are hard tonight, man. Yeah. They are. Uh, when Nick returns to the podcast. Um, so Vince's pick of week, usually a match promo a show commercial, just something we find wrestling related that we think you guys should go out and watch. So, uh, Shelby, what's your vintage pick of the week? I actually found this while I was watching the Muhammad Ali in Gorilla Monsoon. Um, I don't know the exact event. It was in Puerto Rico, 1977. It was Andre the Giant versus Gorilla Monsoon. And in what I assume, because they never said, was a boxing match, which was oh, very wow. interesting. I don't know if this had anything to do with the Muhammad Ali thing, but uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. And oh. Gorilla was a big dude, too. Like He almost like could look fucking Andre in the face. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And speaking of Puerto Rico, mine's actually from Puerto Rico. It is Jose Gonzalez versus Bruiser Brody backstage. <laughs> There's no video footage of that. 
<laughs> not that anybody's ever found anyway no but in all seriousness it is uh jeff jarrett versus uh china in the good housekeeping match where china became the intercontinental champion for the very first time jeff jarrett's last match in that run yeah but jeff jarrett's he fucking, last he was holding them up too oh no no that wasn't his last match because he came back for the rumble so that year no not that year but like fucking 20 years later Oh, well, I mean, he came back. Yeah, okay. I meant at that time. He was, like, oh. holding them up for money before the match, too. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he didn't want to lose to a woman. Well, they all they hadn't figured out his contract and how he hadn't gotten paid, I think, for, like, the match yet. And he just told them, he's like, I want to get paid before I fucking go out there or make sure that, like, I'm paid when I come back, like, kind of thing, before I do the job. I know, and I think he asked for extra because he was putting over a woman, though. No, I think that's just the rumor that everybody started. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I remember hearing that. I remember hearing that, like, it was contract, plus it was like, you know, China's a woman, I'm Jeff Jarrett, you know. Yeah. It look stupid if I put over a woman, so, like, I want this much. I mean, for... from what I've heard, like, Jim Cornette, I think, said that, but from what I've heard on, like, Bruce Pritchard's Bronk podcast and Jeff Jarrett's himself, they said that that wasn't the case. So, I mean, oh, yeah, and I can confirm. Speaking of uh, Bruce Richard, I can confirm because I actually went back and listened to it. Um, it wasn't for the Patriot, it was a mix of uh, damaged goods, and apparently, they found out he was on painkillers. Yeah, I went back and listened to it. I was like, wait, I gotta find out which one it was, and it was, it was a mixture of both. You never know with him, sometimes he's full of shit, unlike some of the stuff he talks. Yeah, he likes to fucking embezzle and like fucking. Embellish stories and shit. Oh, so he's Hulk Hogan? Yeah, in some ways. I think that's just part of working for WWE. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of hard to come up with some of the shit that he comes up with. It is true. I mean, some of the stuff that they come up with in general, really. Yeah. But there's the bell. So we know what that means. That signifies the end of the three way dance wrestling podcast this week. Like mentioned many times, we'll be back next week with Nick, where we will be doing something. What? We don't know yet. We'll figure it out within the next couple of days and you'll find out next week. And hopefully we'll be debuting a new game next week based on the classic game show match game. So hopefully we can get that together. If not, then we'll, we'll have a different after game, something for you here. So, yeah, that's going to do it for us here for Shelby. I am the artist version one. Until next week, be breezy.